the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur. With more than 30 years of experience, America's top female real estate investors one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonaire with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. So excited to be here with you today for another business by the book. Now today we're going to talk about how to treat your employees and how to be a good boss. Now before I read these verses, I just want to remind you, the Bible was written a really long time ago, and a lot of this was written by Paul, and a lot of this was written back in the days when uh, in the Roman Empire there were a lot of slaves. So to translate that into modern terminology, this would be bosses on how to treat your employees and employees on how to be good workers and good employees, not master over slave. But I am going to read the Bible verses, okay? And it even says in the translation section that uh, slaves were a huge part of the Roman Empire. And even God back then told people, listen, this is how you treat the people that work for you. And here's what you do. And, the, and for those of you that are working for people that you may not want to work for, here's how you act as an employee. So we're going to talk about employee-employer relationships. And don't anyone kill the messenger. Okay. All right. So the first one is Proverbs 25, 13. So Proverbs 25, 13, it says, so it's, uh, I'm going to read the uh, verse of it and then I'm going to read the explanation. It says, like the coolness of snow at harvest time as a trustworthy messenger to those who send him, who refreshes the spirit of his masters. So I'm going to read it again. Like the cool, now this one's not about um, slaves. Like the coolness of snow at harvest time as a trustworthy messenger to those who send him, who refreshes the spirit of his masters. So Proverbs 13 25.13 says, It is often difficult to find people that you can really trust. Right? All of us, even with friends, family, especially in the real estate business. Especially with people that we work with, like co-people that are in the same industry as us, whether you're a speaker or you're an investor in your local town or whatever. People are such backstabbing, aren't they? Frenemies, I call them. Okay, so the explanation in the international version says, it is often difficult to find people you can really trust. A faithful employee, which is where they use the word messenger, is punctual, responsible, honest, and hardworking. This person is invaluable as he and she helps take some of the pressure off of his or her employer. Find out what your employers need from you to make their job easier and do it. And by the same school of thought, 
find out what your employees need from you to make their job easier and do that. So in Proverbs it reads, like the coolness of snow at harvest time is a trustworthy messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the spirit of his masters, bosses. It is often difficult to find people you can really trust. A faithful employee messenger is punctual, responsible, honest, and hardworking. This person is invaluable as he or she helps take some of the pressure off of their bosses. Find out what your bosses need and make their life easier. And by the same hand, find out what your employees need to make their lives easier so that you can work together. Because as you're growing your real estate business, there is no way that you're not going to have to have a team of people. I've already told you before on the uh, regular Tuesday meetings, you're going to need uh, title companies. You're going to need real estate agents. You're going to need uh, closing people. You're going to need attorneys. You're going to need mortgage brokers. I mean, you're going to need all kinds of people. It's a team industry. So we work together as a team, and we work with people as a team. And this is definitely a team industry. Okay? And the same thing. When you get to the point where you have an employee, be a good boss. There's nothing worse than working for a jerk. Okay? I've worked for so many jerks in my life. I mean, really. Whoever I got fired from so many jobs because I was a... Uh, pretty back-talking. Still am. But now I can only back-talk to myself or my husband. So, because we're the only two that work together. So, he doesn't like when I do that. I don't like when he does it either. But you know what? We learn how to work good together. So, you know, just be a good, be a good boss. You know, I have a lot of people right now. I probably have, well, between my businesses in Iowa and the podcasting, and the real estate, and the handyman, we probably have close to 30 people that work for us right now. And I got to tell you something. I treat everybody so, like one of my guys um, just got diagnosed with cancer. And he happens to live in one of our buildings. So we're like, listen, we're going to do everything we can to help you. He's uh, heads up our maintenance, and we're giving him all of his rent free and uh, helping him out with his bills and letting him take off as much time as he needs to take off because he's been our head guy for years and years and years and the guy works seven days a week for us. He loves us. He does anything that we ask him to do, anything. And he's always jumping in, always helping, always coming up with ideas. And Bob's been so good to us. And so now he's sick. And even though they keep telling him to stop working, he still goes and works. I'm like, Bob, for the love of God, we just stay in your apartment all day. He's like, I don't want anything to do. So he still rolls around town working on the buildings. We got him a couple of helpers, but like that, he's been good. He's been honest. He's been loyal. He's been our uh, manager down there for the construction side of things for years. He's done so many things. So many times when it was bitter cold and something happened, he's fixing things. And he's been out in the middle of the night and loyal and just. Gosh, I mean, he's just loyal, like a hound dog loyal, you know. And now he's sick, and so we're helping him and being good to him and helping him with his expenses and giving him up all the time he wants, even though he won't take it. We still keep saying, Bob, go home, go home. No, I don't have anything to do at home. We're going to stay and work. But that makes him feel good. It makes him feel useful, so we do it. So this is nice. It's like, you know, a trustworthy messenger is refreshing for their boss. 
So I have, I treat my employees like gold and they in return treat me like gold too. And we have, we, and I always, I never say that somebody works for me. If I ever introduce you to anyone at all that works, that actually does work for me, I introduce them. I say this, like uh, Mel and I, we work together. And I, I tell all my employees, I say, listen, you don't work for me. We work together. We're a team. And I tell my team all the time, hey, team, what's up, team? What's going on, team? How's this team? What's up, team? What are your ideas? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? I don't ever treat my employees like I'm their boss and you have to do what I say. They work with me and I work with them. Okay, we are team. Everyone that's in my, you guys are my real estate family. You're on my team. So when you need help, you're working your business, working your deals, you need help with stuff, I'm your team member. Not your boss. You're not my boss. We're team. And even the people that work for me that I pay their paychecks every week, they're still on my team. Okay, so I like that one. Now the next one is Ephesians uh, 6. Six to eight. Okay, so before I read this, again, this was written by Paul, and this is written in the days when they had slaves, and since we are don't have slaves and we're not living under the Roman Empire, um, I want to read the amplified version part of it first. It said that slaves played a significant part in the Roman society. There were several million of them in the Roman Empire at the same time because many of the slaves and owners had become Christians together. The slaves and the owners had both become Christians. The early church had to deal straightforward with the question of who is the boss and who is the employee. So Paul's statement neither condemns nor condones any type of slavery because it's, it's a horrible thing, but it tells the owners had to treat the slaves, and the slaves had to treat their owners. That would be a boss to employees in today's language, and had to live together in Christian households. Now, in Paul's day, also, women and children and slaves had very few rights. We had no rights at all either. In uh, in the church, however, they had freedom, and that society denied them. So Paul tells the husbands. Parents, masters, slaves, everyone to be caring because we all love Jesus together. Now, not all of my employees are Christians. I wish that they all were, but I certainly don't hire anyone because they are or they're not. Um, but I, I have one in particular. She uses the word GD all the time. So I find her like, listen, girl, you can't, I gotta stop using that word in front of me. Every time you say it, it makes me cringe. I go, I, I don't tell you how to live your life. You don't want to be a Christian. That's great. But I am. So you cannot be going, this GD, that, that, that. I can't handle it. So you got to get rid of their words. got to come out of your vocabulary. Or I can't, I can't handle it. I literally, it makes me cringe. It makes me feel ill. So she stopped. And she, we're great. And she's probably doing this wonderful. So again, this is in no way condoning slavery. But the Bible was written thousands of years ago, and when Paul wrote Ephesians, there were slaves. And the way that we translate this today would be bosses and employees. Because here in America, I mean, other than, well, I guess we still have slaves. We have sex slavery. We have sex trafficking. We have all kinds of stuff. 
people are slaves to drugs and alcohol and pornography, but we don't have physical slavery, thank God. So it says, employees, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is a slave or he is free. And masters or employers, treat your employees the same way. Do not threaten them since you know that he who is both their master and yours, Jesus is our master, is in heaven and there is no favoritism with him. Now, you've heard me say before that God is not a respecter of persons. And people, a lot of people don't understand. They go, well, I don't know what that word means. What do you mean he's not a respecter of persons? So that means, like this right here says it. This actually right here says it. Let me read that last sentence. It says, uh, bosses, owners, treat your employees in, in the same way. Don't threaten them since you both have the same master in heaven. You both have the same Jesus. You both have the same God. And there is no favoritism with him. Meaning, when I said God is not a respecter of persons, it means that like Joel Osteen, who's a giant, massive preacher. God doesn't love Joel Osteen any more than he loves the crack addict prostitute down on the street corner. God is not a respecter of persons. He does not see us in our human form like, Oh, well, Juan is teaching business by the book, so I'm going to give her extra kudos because this guy over here is a, a, a porn star or something. God is no respecter of persons. He loves everyone exactly the same. In fact, God loves each and every one of us, like all in, all the way with his full heart, every single one of us, all the way in, all in. So when he's talking here, Back in the day of slaves and masters, and today that would be employers and employees. And again, don't anybody go trying to like cancel culture me because I said, I'm not, slavery was a horrible, awful, terrible thing. But the words of the Bible were written when they were written. And back in those days, the slaves and the Romans, the, uh, the owners, they all lived together. So we can only translate the words into the society that we have today. So that would be... If you work for somebody, obey your earthly master, your earthly boss. Obey your boss. Treat them with respect and fear and with a sincerity of heart, just like you would do if you were working for Jesus directly. So if you got an employee and they don't treat you like they were working directly under Jesus, maybe they shouldn't be your employee. Obey them and don't try to win their favor only when their eyes are watching you. That means don't just do good. I had a girl that did that recently. And she'd always do really good when I was around. Like, oh! And when I'm not there, she's like a lazy bum. So it says, obey them not only to win their favor when their eyes are on you, but just like we would for Jesus, we do the will of the God from the kindness of our heart. Because I'm not going to be like, oh, well, let me go hide over here and smoke some crack because Jesus can't see me. God's everywhere. God sees you everywhere. 
So if you're an employee or an employer, don't just do good in the site when someone's watching. Do good all the time because you're doing it for the will of God. Serve wholeheartedly as if you're serving the Lord, not a man. So work as if you're working for God, not like you're working for your boss. Because you know that God will reward you. He'll reward you. And again, if you're an, uh, an employer, treat your employees the same way. Don't threaten people. Don't be mean. Don't, don't make them feel like every week they're going to lose their job. And they say one thing wrong. They're going to get fired. I mean, I hate, well, you know, I got to tell you, I, I hate the thing that happens right now. It's like you're, you work for somebody, I don't know, somebody famous and, one little thing comes up. One thing gets posted on Facebook or Twitter, and people get fired. My niece wrote, my, didn't write, my niece copied one single thing, copied something over, and someone that she works with at a college saw it and sent it to the college administrators, and she got fired. And she didn't even write it. She just copied it, and when I read what she copied, it, it's not even important what it was about. It wasn't about anything important at all. But like, well, that just doesn't represent who we are. And she got fired after like eight years. So now she's like in a lawsuit about her job because of this stupid cancel culture. Like, stop doing that. You know, it's ridiculous that you could work for somebody for eight or nine years and be a good employee and be a boss and have 20 people working under you. And you can make one comment or share one thing that you read one way and somebody else ran it the other way read it the other way, and you lose your job. It's ridiculous. I hate that cancel culture. It's like people tell me, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that. I'm like, screw it. I don't really tell me what to say. I'm going to say what I want. So bosses, treat your employees the same way. Treat them good, wholeheartedly, kind, just like you would if Jesus was standing there. Don't threaten them. Okay, because we all serve the same master in heaven, and that would be Jesus Christ. And there's no favoritism with Jesus. Again, Jesus doesn't like the boss any more than he likes the employee. He doesn't like the hater any more than, he, than the hatee. Jesus is not a respecter of persons. He loves all of us exactly the same. So stop with all this crappy cancel culture, all this, oh my God. Everybody stop doing that. You have something that works for you, treat them good. Because they're, first of all, they're human. They deserve to be treated good. Treat them good. But also, if you work for somebody else, don't be on your cell phone all day. Don't be wasting time. Don't be sitting around having your boyfriend stop in and bring you coffee. And, and don't do stuff like that. I've got some people I've let go for lesser things than that because their boyfriends come by all the time or their girlfriends come by all the time or their wife calls them 15 times a day to check in. I'm like, hey, we're working over here. I'm losing three hours a day because you guys are on your phones and doing this and doing that. So at one point, when I had an actual office office, I had 26 people in the office, I'd have everybody put their phones in a box when they walked in. Then you get your phone at the end of the day. Because I'm on the phone, they're texting. I'm like, you guys are killing me. You're taking so many hours, so how about this? How about every time I see you texting, I dock you an hour pay? Was it fair? I'm like, but you're stealing from me. So stop doing that. So when you're working for somebody or someone's working for you, you work like Jesus is standing right there. You do, and if you wouldn't do it in front of Jesus, don't do it. If you wouldn't do it to Jesus, don't do it to your employees and don't do it to your boss. That's why I always tell people. I'm like, listen, 
unless Jesus is standing in the room telling you to say something to me or do this or do that, don't bother me with it. Because here's how it goes. These are the rules. This is how it's laid down. We're a team. This is how it's going to go. And unless Jesus himself tells me to change things or something or do something different, this is how things are. So be good to the people that work for you because you're going to have people working for you. You're going to have people working with you. And ideally, you're going to build up and have a very nice little, little kingdom of your own going on and be good to people on the way up because many times you'll see them again on the way back down. All right, so that was Proverbs 25, 13 and Ephesians 6, uh, 6 to 8. All right, guys, if you loved Wonderful, give me five stars. Tell everybody how great it is. Remember, the truth is in the red letters. Same bad time, same bad channel. Ciao. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your, your real estate, estate dreams dream a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.